Hello and welcome to another podcast. My name is Andrew Wetzel. I am a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Today's topic is the PAR, which means Pennsylvania Association of Realtors, listing contract, specifically paragraph 13 covering additional offers. I created and am currently teaching a class on representing sellers from the consumer notice through settlement. As part of my preparation for the class, I reviewed the PAR listing contract in detail. I've always questioned two specific statements in paragraph 13. I've worked around these two statements in my own business practice, and I used the classroom as a way to see if other agents agreed with my concerns. Most of them did. Here are the statements and my thoughts. Line 118 basically says, unless prohibited by seller, if broker, which also means the listing agent, is asked, the broker will reveal the existence of other offers. While I appreciate and understand that we have to be honest, our primary duty, as stated in Article 1 of our Code of Ethics, is to protect and promote our client's interest. Generally speaking, I'm not sure that telling an agent or a buyer that you have an offer on a property really helps the seller, especially if the offer is not something they are likely to sign and or the buyer wants to avoid what may not really be competition for the property. The question demands a yes or no answer, not a maybe. Suppose you have an unopened email or a package that you know contains an offer for a property you have listed. You may have no idea about the details. It could be full price, it could be above asking price, it could be well below asking price. There may be contingencies that are unacceptable to your seller client. Are you supposed to tell others that you have an offer? Again, you cannot say maybe. I offer two alternatives for rewording the sentence to be more proactive. One would be a statement that an agent will not reveal unless authorized by the seller. This may be semantics, but I like this phrasing better. The other would be a checkbox offering the seller the choice to accept or waive disclosing the existence at the time of signing the listing contract. When the disclosure is waived, the agent would respond by saying that they are not authorized to answer the question. Again, if authorized, the answer is an honest yes or no. At the very least, my hope would be that there's a greater likelihood that a conversation would take place than is probably happening now, and that's always a good thing. Too many of my seller clients have told me that they were negotiating an offer or heard that there was interest and then nothing happened. When I mentioned my concerns to my students, I sensed that many never gave thought to the downside of this. Some buyers run the other way when they hear about competition, and line 118 does not differentiate between viable and non-viable offers. Of course, we may have different business models, and if a property is located in a market that thrives on any type of competition, disclose to your heart's content, but one size does not fit all. We have to know our clients, their circumstance, and their local market. Within the same paragraph, line 20 states that once seller enters into an agreement of sale, broker is not required to present other offers. My office policy has always been to present any and all offers and let the seller decide what to do. 
Admittedly, this may require their seeking legal advice if they like the latest offer, even though under contract with another buyer, and they're having no apparent right to terminate the existing offer. Experience tells me that the grass is not always greener, but it is their house. Either way, the client is the boss and gets to make those decisions. I advise, and they decide. My question in this particular statement has a more basic rationale. When a seller signs an agreement of sale, we are required by MLS rules to change the status within three business days. In addition, our Code of Ethics, Article 3, and our Real Estate Licensing and Registration Act in the state of Pennsylvania require that we disclose the existence of accepted offers. It is the right thing to do. Bright MLS offers two status choices. We can put a property active under contract, or we can change the status depending. Active under contract technically means that the seller is still allowing showings, presumably as a way to limit the damage should the contract fall through while pending stops showings. Buyers sometimes wonder why, and we have to assure them that we have a viable contract even though some find it unsettling and it can affect the process. Many agents, whether it's their thinking or their clients, use active under contract, and while true or not, agents have always complained that listing agents who use the active under contract status do not always allow showings, which is a violation of our rules and makes no sense. That's a separate matter, but given the likelihood of using active under contract rather than pending, it makes no sense to have the seller agree that we not present additional offers while we seem to be encouraging them. I think we either need to change the statement or offer options depending on the MLS status chosen. Again, let's force another conversation. We live in the age of scanning an email with electronic signing. Real estate is a people business and yet technology seems to separate us at times. Sometimes I see the negative impact of that when I'm asked to mediate a dispute or chair a panel hearing an ethics complaint. The root of many problems is a failure to effectively communicate. Of course, either statement could be modified by changing the contract itself, as I am doing, or by using an addendum. The question is whether either happens or is the seller put in a precarious position, perhaps by an agent who does not understand the potential consequences. Given that buying a house is typically the largest purchase someone will ever make and that the process itself is emotional enough, even in the best of circumstances, I think we need to better prepare our clients for what may happen and that means making it easier for agents to explain the steps in the process and what may go wrong. While having a sale fall through can be traumatic, it does not come close to how a buyer or seller feels when the process gets in the way of itself. The damage cannot easily be undone. I know that no one wants longer contracts, but I see these two statements as problematic. On a related note, our state-required property disclosure statement is almost the same number of pages as our state purchase agreement, and that's amazing to me. Remember, there's no time for inexperience, empty promises, or false expectations. Hire wisely. We are not all the same. Thank you again for listening.